Welcome to season two of Beyond Sport with Fiona Stewart. In this podcast, we chat with athletes, coaches, and industry professionals at all levels of sport about the benefits that being involved in sport has provided them outside of just the performance side of things. I'm your host, Fiona. I've always wanted to delve deeper into the physical, social, and mental benefits being involved in sport has provided people. This is a completely independent podcast that has been created to share the journey and lessons of top-level sporting professionals, but also your everyday lover of sport. If you like this podcast, I'd really appreciate if you could leave a review and share it with someone who you think would also enjoy it. Make sure you hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify so you don't miss the release of each new episode. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Beyond Sport with Fiona Stewart. Let's get into today's episode. This episode is part two of an interview with Nigel Knighton. In part one, we chat about Nigel's early years and what made him passionate about not only his sport of karate, but teaching and coaching the younger generation, of which I was one of. If you haven't listened to part one yet, pause this episode here and come back to it after you've listened. In this episode, we discuss the benefits sport has given Nigel, as well as some important lessons he's learnt along the way. Nigel has a real passion for passing his love and knowledge for sport onto the younger generations, and it really shines through. That's enough for me. Let's get into it. So Nigel, what are the benefits sport has provided you as an individual that's transferred over to other avenues of your life? Oh, okay. That's a, that's a good question because I think sport mirrors life to a degree. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting down and having this discussion with uh, some of the instructors that I work with about like karate specifically where I go, there's all of those things where you go, there's a respect and there's a confidence. And the confidence is not like, you know, look at my biceps. It is, it's an inner confidence that you get. Certainly being able to focus and concentrate for a period of time. So if you're in a if you're in a sport, it's especially karate, but it's also other sports. If you if you lose that focus for a second, then ankle break and someone takes it, you know, to the basket in basketball or in my sport, I get kicked in my face. So you you have to be able to stay focused. It's kept me fit. I'm still reasonably flexible. For me now, though, it's and it always has been. It's a bit of it's an out. So it's a bit of a you probably get the same thing with swimming. That it's almost a meditation. So yeah. I not that I sit there and go, yeah, I still have to stay focused, but I forget about everything else. And so when I'm training now, that's just me. It's it's it is like it's like a yoga session. It's literally like a yoga session. So it's just a meditation, and then I finish. Sometimes I couldn't be bothered. So for me, it's like a, a massive stress relief. Mm-hmm. it's good punching and kicking things so it's very <laughs> cathartic in that way but i'd say probably even now that's why i keep at it so i you know there's not a whole lot of people that that are still training um that i started with years ago so there's a couple that sort of come later that are still there as instructors and of course my instructor that that is that's been his life and so that's i've picked up that passion but there's a whole lot that you get out of sport and you work out, you know, those, those kids that are often good at, good at sport will also be good at other things because they've got that motivation, that drive, you know, it's goal setting. I need to get my next belt or I'm working, you know, if it's school for an exam or going mm-hmm. for a job. 
So it's all about just, you know, putting in that the hard yards and just and getting to achieve. So often you'll find that kids like yourself that are pretty good at sport, um, that you were very good at sport, but the ones that are good at sport, like our LIS kids, so leaders in sports program, these kids are great sports kids, but they're, they're a lot of our um, sport and rec kids. We are always near the top of the tree in terms of marks. So we were ranked number one in the state a few years ago. That's crazy for a school that's just like, it's Langy. Yeah, so for our public we, school, yeah. That's exactly right. So, you know, um, you know, these other schools where they're paying $50,000 a year to be part of and we're 50 cents, these are just kids that work hard. But it's that, it's that same work ethic to go, you know what, I just got to put in the put in the yards and they, and they root the rewards. So there's a lot of parallels between sport and, and life in general. And I think that's that's been good for me. So as it has for, for you and many of the others that we know, you go those just those people that are really driven um, in sport will often be successful in other areas. But yeah, as I said, for, for me now, it's helping other people. Um, but it's definitely just that just keeping me fit and healthy and just keeping my mind right, which I think yeah. especially in today's day and age, it's just been some crazy times. So we're talking earlier about having to do stuff on Zoom. Mm-hmm. I just you know, missing that connection, but I'm still doing this, you know, we're still doing the Zoom classes. So that's just allows me to just get rid of the stress, ignore the papers and all the, you know, the, the news. Stuff. Yeah, then you're exactly right, the news, because it can be all consuming. So I, I find when I don't train, I just get, I get angry, mm-hmm. I get snappy, I get cracked off and just life's not as fun. And sometimes I couldn't be bothered, but you always feel better when it's done. The endorphins yeah. and everything else that happens is just like, you always feel better once it's done. So I'm, I'm, st- I'm still loving it. I, I, I need it. I actually need it. I don't know whether I'm just uh, like a little bit addicted to that, to that, you know, the training, but I just mentally, I think as much as physically I need, I need that in my life. Yeah, as an outlet, as something Absolutely. else. Yeah. And I think I look back to how I was in year 12 and it was probably a little bit obsessive with my sport. You could probably, <laughs> and I was probably the same Not with my sport. Yes, yes. Yes. And I, like I was, all I was focused on, I look back and I was trying to get a PB in the pool and then I was trying to get PBs in my sacks. And I think that turned very bad by March when I had PB'd to 100% in multiple subjects yes and then and then things went downhill from there oh you still did exceptionally well I do remember in term three sort of having you know some little meltdowns and going <laughs> oh it is hard to maintain all of those areas so yeah. and year 12 solid it's such a solid year but you know what I, I if you didn't have the sport it's funny how some kids go so I'm not going to do sport I'm just going to relax and I'm going to just concentrate on my studies you have to have that outlet. You just have to have it, even though it takes time. It's an investment, I think, yep. to have that to have that outlet and have something else to focus on. And it's the you look back at it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe I stressed so much in year twelve. And as hard as it was at the time, I look back and I'm like, you know what? Like being an adult's just as hard. But I look back and I'm like, you know what? I can cope now, and I. If I coped in that year, I can cope now with this going on and that going on and running a swim school and buying a house and looking after a puppy. And I look back at that time doing both of those things and I'm like, you know what, this is easy. I can do this. And, yeah, like yeah. even that as a lesson has been huge oh, for me. It is 
still the touch. I think I got glandular fever because I'm a little bit like you. Like I was pretty on Mm -hmm. and I made myself a little bit sick. So I ended up with glandular fever like two weeks before exams. It was still the toughest year. And after taking E12s now for a long time, it's it's a, to me that's as hard as it relatively speaking that's as hard yeah. as it gets because you still don't have all of the skills necessarily to be able to deal and deal uh, so I still look back on those years and go my goodness you know you get through and you know achieve success but geez it's that's hard yards you go to uni and it's just like or do other things in your life and go I get it's hard but geez that was that relatively speaking's just yeah really yeah, hard it's, it's tough and it probably is what you mentioned like you don't actually have the skills at 17 to probably be able to deal with it but maybe the kids who do sport have a little bit more skills than the others that's what 100%. I'm thinking yeah no I, I agree like they definitely I think yeah one of those things those traits you're talking about with sport is that you, you get smashed you, mm. you come third or you didn't get a place or so that happens and I think you become more resilient and that builds mm-hmm. your resilience so you're not always going to win you're not all, you know crap happens and you just need to overcome and just just keep pushing through so you, you know most people that play sport will have injuries along the way you just or you know have poor results or be disappointed that's just that's life and that's the same at school and I think mm-hmm. you go you know what you miss out on one sack or not do as well or you're a little bit sick for a little bit. You just, you, you sort of learn to push through, but definitely resilience is another thing I think that you get out of sport that just helps um, throw another trait into the, into the mix. It helps with, with definitely with schooling. That's why I think it's just such a, a valid thing. If we could make it part of school all the way up to and including year 12, I would do it. You know, with there's such a focus on, um, you know, literacy and numeracy. Mm-hmm. I think, geez, it's these are it's almost like a life skill. Yeah. You know, these sorts of things that you get out of mm-hmm. um yes, it's not not going to help you in a necessarily in an exam to just, you know, score and just learn what's going to get me a mark. They're, they're life skills. Well that's the thing. Like it helps you prepare for life. And like I did well out of school, but I think that maybe if I did sport a little bit more even though I did it as much as I could but even you know if I actively participated in year seven and eight like I should have and not run away from the ball then maybe I you know would have been a bit more equipped in year nine ten eleven yeah and 12. that also happens at year seven and eight I think you know after doing basketball for so many years if, if that's you know it's like if they made me do mind you I, lo- I loved all sport but you can see some kids are really driven in some and not in others yeah so I think it's probably even as part of PE now. It's not necessarily about the sport. It's more about the uh, skills. So striking, yeah. you know, catching. And so it's not necessarily, okay, this is baseball for the next bunch of units. They're actually skills and modified games and minor games so that, you know, everyone can achieve success. It's not like, oh, I've been bowled out three times in a row cricket. Cricket sucks and I hate it. That end. it's like, yeah, I'm not. So... Yeah, so that means we're sort of changing too is um, how we teach and what sport is during those earlier levels because that that was very old school to just go out and say, right, we've got three weeks of hockey, we've got three weeks of tennis, we've got three weeks of – because for some kids it's like, yeah, that's that's why the Year 9 programs were so successful because they had a choice and could diversify a little bit from those sort of mainstream, mainstream sports. Yeah, yeah, and it gets different kids into sport that may have fallen out of it. I think 
Yeah, that's what I really like. It's not just the footy players and the netball players and the cricket players. You've got kids that would now try karate or try something else or go into the yep. gym at the tennis centre who would have usually yes. dropped off. Is there a lesson that you've learnt along the way that you want to share? Probably, we probably mentioned it before that I think um, I've worked out that the people that work the hardest are generally the most successful. So probably not as much when I was in it. I remember having like an epiphany in the state team when I was watching people come up who were not that flash, like early days, who just put in the work. And my instructor was just magical. So he would get these kids that would not necessarily have the skill set or be coordinated and not understand it. And then just through just just perseverance and just working hard would end up getting on the state team and winning titles. And I would, you would never have seen it. And to a degree, it's a little bit like school or work. It's, it's just hard work. So year 12 is a tough year and, you know, people go for, for us, our school is a fantastic school. I send my kids there. We, we get some fantastic results for a government school. It is, it is top class. But compared to some of the other um, schools where you get more sort of academic book smart, not necessarily life smart kids, they just, we still get some great results. If kids put in the work, yeah. then they're going, to reap the, they're going to reap the benefits. And for sport, that was just, I, I look at it, I've been in basketball, involved in basketball a little bit and our kids were, and just watching kids who weren't that good skill-wise, just practice, 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 practice. I've seen it. Like so many times, it's crazy that they just put in the hard work. They were passionate about it, trained all of the time, and now playing, you know, high rep levels. Yeah, that was just one of the things. I think just just that whole idea of just putting in the work and just being committed and believing that. It's sounding a little bit cliche now, but just thinking, oh, oh, that's that's my goal, and I can get there with hard work. So even if you don't necessarily have the skill set, it all comes. That's the biggest attribute I think for me is whether it's school, it's just people just putting in the work. If you're putting in the work, I just think generally it's a matter of time. Some people get that easier and they yeah. will have, whether it's school or whether it's sport, they'll have a skill set or be more coordinated. But I think for most, the hard work, whether that's sport, whatever you want in life, if you put in the yards, you're going to reap the rewards. For a lot of people, once it gets hard, it's like, nah, you know what? Nah. That's a bit hard. I think I'm just going to put the books down or, you know what, I'm not going to go to that training session because it's feeling a bit tired. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd, I'd say that's probably the main one. That's one that, and even now I see it, I just go, I just, I made that realisation at the right time. So I thought I'm just going to work my bum off because I, I saw people coming through and I thought, I, I want this. I want to get a state title. I want a state tracksuit. I want to get on the team. And so I just, I just, jumped on and just went flat knackered, just knowing that if I worked hard enough, I'd get there. That was what I thought. If I put in the work, I'm going to get there. I'm sure it did. And I think most people go through, whether that be life or sport, have all had that thing where they go, you know what, they just you have to be focused, committed, and just work hard. Yeah. And do you think having to work hard and maybe being a little bit less talented, but having to do that little bit of extra work to get there makes you appreciate it more? Oh, I would I would say definitely yes. So I think sometimes if it's you know looking at competitors or sports people that have 
found it quite easy when they've got all the skill set, might not have maybe the same work ethic, might not have copped the knocks or the, you know what, you didn't make it into this team, but try again next year. Sometimes if it's too easy, bless, it was never easy for me, then you're blessed and you're lucky. And I don't know whether you would be, I just don't know, from personal experience, it was harder work and so it meant so much more to me. I think that some other guys that were on the team that were just absolutely awesome and were just born good. I've got no doubt that for me, it was like, ah, yeah, you know, they they knew they were getting on the team and it was never an issue. Whereas for me, it was like, oh, geez, I hope I can get in. Just have to work, 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 work. And then it happens and you go, that's, and the same as school, you put in the, you put in the hard yards and think, oh, I just, some kids are really smart and go, yeah, look, I was a bit disappointed. I was heading for 98, but I only got a 96. But the kid that's just busted his, you know, bum trying to get it done or her bum trying to get it done and said, you know, I was hoping for a, you know, a 60, but I got a 65 and they've got into what they want to. I've got mm. no doubt that they would, uh, that they'd have to appreciate a little bit more, I think. Well, probably like in a few years in reflection, I remember I'm definitely not that academically book smart, not naturally anyway, but I remember working super, super hard to get the score that I did. And although it was lower than what my sister got and what Todd has gotten. <laughs> I well, other than Todd, Todd worked exceptionally hard. But like oh, correct. And they're smart cookies. So Yeah. But yeah. I worked just as hard. Well, I probably worked harder than poor H. She'd probably admit that I worked harder, but she's just naturally smarter. So she did better. Yep. And yeah. It ha- and it happens. And that's that mm. sport as well. You go, some mm-hmm. people just go, they're just gifted and they're talented. And you go, ah. Oh. But for most of us, for most yeah. of it, it's uh it doesn't happen that way. You're blessed if it does happen. So But it makes you appreciate like how hard you work and what result you got for that hard work. And you're like, oh yeah, you're like probably wouldn't have gotten anywhere near that if I didn't put in the yard. So yeah, makes you yep. look back happy. Yep, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. Now you've mentioned a fair few things that you've been involved in, whether it's been teaching or your coaching as well as your karate. There's been heaps, but has there been a specific project where you've used sport as a tool to develop the community? Oh, that's a good question. So I would say not necessarily out of, so for me, it's generally done within the school environment. And there is a lot of community-based things that happen at school because you need that you need that connection with community. So certainly running the sport rec allows us to, to build those connections. So whether it's like we've got a group coming out now, uh, one of our groups helping the primary school to go out and is actually um, conducting basically their sports day, their athletics days. So that's sort of my my link in now where I get to help out and give a little bit back. And it and it's my job. So, you know, we did things in the past for self-defense. We would say we would run, you know, something bad would happen in the community and say we would run a, you know, self-defense sessions, like a three-week program for free. So with my instructor and a couple of other instructors and so just so that people in the community felt safe. And a lot of the time it's not necessarily the skill set of being able to, you know, throw a Lebanese spinning heel kick. It is just, you know, how you how you conduct yourself and awareness and, and being able to handle the situation if that arises. So yeah. we used to do that uh, quite a lot, not not so much now. And that was really good. So you'd have some people, uh, I mean, we had a whole bunch of instances where people would come in and go, this happened to me the other day and that happened to me the other day and I was able to do this or taught, taught, say this. But, yeah, I think for me now, school really lends itself to that. 
So that that's the avenue that we get we get to do a lot for the community, whether it's the Red Shield appeal. Certainly, our sports days are massive, and then we get kids that for now our our coaching um, our Cert Three. So we've now got where we had sort of smaller classes back when you were doing it a few <laughs> years ago. Now we've got 110 kids doing this Year Eleven and Twelve sport and rec. So it's wow. it, it's enormous, and so a lot of these kids get into coaching yeah. and. That's sort of my my thing now is just helping to build these kids so they can go out as you yeah. are doing and, and have an impact. And so and there are so many kids doing so many different things. So we've got kids doing swimming teaching, kids that um, you know get into gyms, kids getting into their own businesses, kids that work at AFL clubs, um, doing admin, people that are into strength and conditioning. It's awesome. So yeah, the whole school thing sort of lends itself to that community feel and the things that we do out, out in the community. I think it's a really special thing and maybe even more impactful that if you've got, you know, hundreds of kids each year that you're assisting that. Like imagine your little web of kids that are, you know, doing the work for you almost. Like you're putting all the ideas and filling it up in their heads and teaching them and you've got all these little minions running around the community. A hundred percent. And like you, Fiona, I think these these kids often are just a step they just take it to another level. So you go, I, I probably wouldn't be doing podcasts. It was not in my comfort zone. And so the, some of the things that people do are just fantastic. And I go, that's, you know, you, you plant the seed and you do a little bit and then it just like, you go, you're hearing it. And that's the whole um, social media, other than the, the crap that gets spun on it sometimes, it's good to be able to see what people are doing yeah. and go, oh, wow, that is awesome. And whenever I see someone somewhere in the industry go oh, that's a little tick you just get that little warm feeling go oh, that's awesome that that just means that because if they hated it and it sucked and it was bad they're not going to go oh yeah i'm going to head down this path they, they're mm-hmm. going to be doing something different so you sort of feel well i've had a little bit of an impact yeah as you say wide ranging so you'll find out someone else is doing you know now running a you know netball club in south australia or someone's gone overseas to is doing strength and conditioning with a you know, cricket, we get some fantastic stuff. But yeah, a little bit like you, Fiona. It's that sort of deal where you go, oh, that's, that's awesome that people are just an avenue and just something in their lives to be focused on. Yeah, and it's probably like, I know I feel it when I see kids that I taught when I was 16 years old or, you know, back in my early days of swim teaching and now I run the swim school. But I look back and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like this kid's still swimming and now they want to be a swim teacher. And I'm like, oh, yes, I was exactly. maybe that teacher like you were to me to help them discover that passion. And it's, yeah, it's pretty special. It's a special feeling. Awesome. That is awesome. See, there's a domino effect. That's good. That's yeah. good. And then hopefully they can be that person for someone else and it just spreads down the generations. And, yeah, it's pretty cool to see that where that came from. And for me, it came from you and a few others, but also, like, where did that come from for you? And then who did that affect above that? Absolutely, absolutely. So we've all got that person that you go, this person had an impact. And Mm -hmm. so I had teachers that I went, there's no way I would have got into teaching if I, you know, I didn't, you know, relate and I didn't feel that passion. My karate, so my instructor now who I've had for 35 years is the most passionate human being I've met. He's so focused and just straight away, this is, this is me. That's why I've trained him for 35 years. And so you go, he has coached the best coaches we've got, you know, in the state really had a lot of um, success over the years. And you go from one, and, you know, 
he probably doesn't realise as much. If you go, but when I look from an outside, you go, that he's had such an impact on so many on so many lives just through sport. You go, mm-hmm. he's an instructor, he's a great instructor, but so much more as a coach, mm-hmm. as a coach, as a teacher, you're so much more than just a teacher or a coach. So, yeah, yeah, it's I pretty agree. special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And. We've discussed a fair bit of the past, but where do you see the future of, of sport in general or karate or teaching? Yeah, well, I tell you, I think definitely, I mean, there's always technological advances. So, you know, in sports science, so uh, different techniques, different substances. Uh, I think even now, like the media, how the media works is crazy. Like some of the footage that we get with spider cams and I can see down the track there being you know I don't know people are watching the cricket and having people mic'd up maybe there's cameras on them that they can see like now they have a lot of the umpires have cameras that I don't know there's just there's so much going on it's crazy so over the years you, you wonder to what degree where you go whether it's I was going to say substances sounds whether it's um supplements that you can take yeah um whether it's things like just different graphite rackets back in the day were like oh wow they're so light but so strong i think uh especially over what's happened recently esports is huge now that's enormous so i I think that's probably going to get only get bigger the the sort of online type stuff and different types of sports not necessarily just the mainstream things and say you look at like the olympic games now where they go you know, skateboarding comes in, surfing and those things that are a little bit out of sort of the mainstream sport. And I think uh, also a really good thing is the amount of females doing sport and the amount mm-hmm. of coverage for female sport is awesome. So that that's, we do that well here. We still got lots of room for improvement, but to be able to watch the cricket, female cricket, uh, AFL, basketball, netball, 20 years ago, it would, you just wouldn't have seen it. You might see, you know, a little bit of tennis, Mm-hmm. You know, they get paid a tenth of what they're so I think that's that will continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And so, you know, in years to come would be like one of those things that you go, What we didn't we didn't allow them to vote or whatever it may be. <laughs> you'll you'll look back in years to come and go, How how did we not have it'll just be that that'll be the norm. Yeah. That you go paid the same, the same amount of coverage that they will be icons the same as some of our and there are some there, but often it's you know, from years ago, it mm-hmm. was not the norm. It was very much a male-dominated area. And so, yeah. you know, if you want to put something on the on the TV, it was generally the males, whereas now I think the media is pushing towards getting more female sport on TV, which is fantastic. So, they, you know, some of them go out in a limb and go, well, let's just start, start the ball rolling. So I think that's going to be a big change that's happening now and will continue to happen. It's even changed since the last 10, 15 years. Like, you've got a daughter, don't you? Yes. So she'll grow up seeing the change and she probably won't even know that females were never on TV. That's it. That's yeah. exactly right. When you go like to, you might have watched a bit of tennis or, you know, when the Olympics was on, you'd watch our mm-hmm. swimmers and all of a sudden you're barracking for the, go, oh, no, you should be watching girls footy going, what? They never had, the girls not yeah. play footy? I don't understand. And, How does that and, not? And it's on primetime Channel 7. Like last yes. night it was yeah. actually on Channel 7. And I think that they were playing at Casey Fields, which is seven kilometres away. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. crazy. So I think that, that, like... that's going to be a big cultural change. And mm-hmm. it's, I think we're pretty good in that in that uh, space in Australia. Mm-hmm. We do 
be quite there's a long long way to go but i think down the track that'll be one of those things that you'll go what do you mean there was never what did the girls not play cricket i don't understand yes. we just clapped it said well done just clap the boys i don't i don't yeah so i think years you're right in years to come that will just it'll be mainstream that's what i yeah. think anyway which would be a good thing so yeah and i think it's certainly exciting to see how far it's come even in the last 10 years and how far like it's got a little bit away but if you think about it, it was only, I don't know, 60 years ago that we couldn't vote. Is that right? Yeah. 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 What do you think? And and you know what? To be honest, I think we get it's there's there's certain trailblazers out there. And even you doing stuff like this. This is like when I first started, the girls really didn't do self-defense. They didn't do outdoor ed, which was what I sort of started in that sort of field. Yeah, you know, you get maybe a few doing PE. It's just a very different. It's a very different thing nowadays. So you look like the basketball's just enormous. So you go down and so many girls are playing basketball, playing sport, whether it's soccer, yeah. football, and the more they see it, and the more you, people are out there, and the more it's on TV, the mm. more people will go. As you say, my daughter, you know, will probably go. Well, what do you mean? I, I don't understand that girls didn't play football. Do they not play football? Yeah, or yeah. even. Um... I think there was only three girls in our class, Nige. Yes. Year 12 sport and rec class and the rest were boys. And is it about 50-50 now? Absolutely. And sometimes more. So sometimes more girls than guys, sometimes less. But it's just a mix. Like it's not even something that I would think about. So we're trying to work out. Maybe we have a, do we, like, how do I entice the girls in? Do we run different activities? But I think just over time. I think it's just changing naturally. Like, Seven yes. years yeah, ago, yeah. It, there was only three of us. Yep. Yeah. And you go, the kids that actually want to make a, a bit of a career, they go, oh, I actually want to get into the industry. So I want to become a, a physio or, you know, a massage therapist or get into, in, into coaching. Um, yeah. We get quite a lot that actually work in gyms or mm-hmm. have their own personal training businesses. So, yeah, that's that's a good thing. Yeah, I think it's amazing. Well, Thank you so, so much for spending some time on a Sunday with me. I really appreciate you coming on and chatting to me and sharing some wisdom that you've passed on to me, but now with the world. Uh, my pleasure, Fiona. That was that was great. It went, it went a little bit long, but of course, you know, I love a chat and so do you. So <laughs> it's been great to have a chat though, because often you don't think about those things. It's just like how for me as well. So, you know, I was having a bit of a think before I come on. It just makes you think about why how and often when you when you're on you just you forget sometimes you just you just what's next what's next i've got to do this got to plan that class got to correct that you just you just end up just getting on the treadmill so Mm -hmm. it's been fun oh great well i'm I'm very happy and i can't wait for it to air uh good on you fiona thank you mate thank you for listening to another episode of beyond sport with fiona stewart If you liked this episode, please share it with someone that you think would also like it. If you want to find out more, you can find us at Beyond Sport with Fiona Stewart on both Facebook and Instagram. Until next time.